I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. An Erios production. I'm here to answer all of your questions, and the first main question that you guys have been asking me is basically, when I'm in my living room, do I get dizzy when I'm spinning so much? Yes, I get extremely dizzy. Um, I'm a dancer, so as long as I have a focus point for my head, um, as I turn, as long as I keep finding that spot, usually in the end it's not as bad. Um, the second question that you guys have been asking me is basically, what does the red refrigerator mean on my Instagram? Honestly, I just thought it was cool. Next question is, am I okay? Yes, I'm totally fine. I'm extremely happy. I have a beautiful home, beautiful children. Um, I'm taking a break right now because, um, I'm enjoying myself. Well, you heard it here last. Britney Spears is totally fine. She's totally fine, you guys. That's what she said. She answered a question that we were actually asking. Are you okay? And she said, yes. She has a beautiful home and beautiful children. She also said that the red refrigerator is just cool. It's cute. It's vintage and red. And that's why she posted it. And that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I think that Project Red, I don't think it's a Netflix documentary. I think, here's my, here, I have two takes on this. I talked to someone this week, Claire Downs, a writer about this, and um, and you can check out a newsletter she's writing for The Dip if you want to hear my hot takes, um, but I'll give you a little sneak peek. Here's, here's the, here, here are the two. The one that I think is really happening is that Brittany does just like the color red and she finds cute photos and then she puts them on her Instagram. And I do think that she is totally fine because even though she's dealing with a lot, she's a human being. So many people are dealing with a lot. Do you ever go through a really hard time in your life and you're both uh, fine in a mess? That's what's going on with Britney Spears. 
she can't be in a constant state of uh of of stress like no one can get through that and Brittany is a very positive person we all know this so it's again you guys the fan base we got to come around her and recognize both things are true hard time and also totally fine very blessed beautiful home beautiful children you know that's i don't know that's how i feel that's how i feel about it uh but I don't know. Well, at least she answered questions directly. I like that. I think she's kind of had it with all of us. Here's my other take, though. And this is the one that's a little like, but I mean, I've talked about it here. So you guys know it wouldn't be a total surprise. I think she might have the gift of sight a little into the future. So when she's talking about Touch of Rose, I think that maybe she could see into the future and see the, the New York Times documentary could see all the roses in the background, could could kind of see that they were going to use the soap that was made to look like a rose, and then it dissolves in the bath, and she says, fooled you. So that's my kind of more like wacky take. But I think she just likes red and roses and vintage things, teacups, minions. That's our girl. That's our girl, the beautiful mind of Britney Jean Spears. Guys, I have to admit something. I love Harry Styles. Now, I know everyone does. This is a universal, like universally loved charismatic person, the most charismatic person. I have a friend who works at SNL in the wardrobe department. She was telling me that she's truly never seen anything like it. She said something vulgar that within three minutes, everyone doesn't matter your gender doesn't matter your your sexuality preferences you want to do that to him that's what she said and she doesn't say things like that so i i um i believe it i believe it i mean some things happen to me when i look at videos of him i'm like what's going on there is a tiktok that's going around he's on the street in new york city and he's just walking around and uh, a guy says, hey, Harry Styles, check this out. And Harry's there. I think he's got kind of like a bag from a bodega or something. And this guy bends down, pops a hat off of his head. It flies in the air and then lands back on his head perfectly. And Harry didn't know it was coming, but he takes it all in. He's so present. And then he goes, oh, shit. And then they start laughing. And it has brought me <laughs> to places. I never knew I could go. I was giggling. I watched it like 50 times. Oh, God, I loved it so much. He's so beautiful. And when he performs, guys, I've been watching videos in bed. This is my new self-soothing. This Harry Styles videos are coming close to replacing Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling running towards each other at the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, my God, Harry Styles. The man wears pearls, a Peter Pan collar, and it just takes me places. What a talent. What a talent. Now, I talk about Addison Rae today on on the show, and I don't find her to be talented. And I wish her all the best. You know, go on. Do your thing. Now, can I do what Addison Rae does? No. But I also watched Addison Rae on Keeping Up with the Kardashians because, you know, she's great friends with Kourtney Kardashian. And so they did a whole episode about it. This is part of Courtney's arc this season on the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I like it. It's about Courtney. You know, they're ending the show with her on a high note 
because she got so low in the last couple seasons where it was like, you know, we wanted to write her off completely. And I'm not saying I'm totally sold on this new Courtney, but I'm happy to see that she's happy. And also her sisters are good people. Kim was like, you know, she was a real wet blanket the past couple of seasons, but we're going to we're going to bring her back to her joyful self and we're going to paint her in a great light. And that's the note we're going to end on with Courtney. So Courtney has found her joy and a lot of it is due to this great positive energy in her life that a 20 year old TikToker named Addison Ray has brought into her life. This is when I'm like, I don't know, guys, if fame and money is good for people. Because you know what I mean? She's, but then again, you know, I'm in my last year of my 30s. That happened on Friday. Very excited about it. Very excited about it. But I, I've got fr- some friends. I have a fr- one friend who's 10 years younger than me. She's a dear friend. So, I mean, I get it. They keep you, they keep you young, but 20 to 40. Wowee. But anyways, guys, Chris Jenner, I don't think she likes Addison. I don't like, she was giving her the stink eye and it was cracking me up. She, you know, Chris really checks everybody out because Chris doesn't trust anyone and rightly so she should not. I mean, Chris has had to handle things in that family and she's not buying what Addison is selling. And I'm like, you know what, Chris? I see you, you see me. We're seeing eye to eye on this one. I don't know. We'll see if Addison Ray can, they're they're giving her a shot in old Hollywood. She's going to be the star of the reboot of uh, she's all that. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Maybe I'll prefer her on the uh, the big screen as opposed to the tiny TikTok screen. But I don't think she has it. You know, I watched her on the Jimmy Fallon show, the Tonight Show, and I saw her. She has a music video. She has a song, and I'm I'm watching the whole thing, and I'm like, oh. From TikTok to this, I mean, I get why they're doing this. She has an, she's the most followed person on TikTok, I think, close to it, if not. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They're like, you're going to do music. And she's like, sure. And she does a song, great producers. And the song is about how she, of course, a guy is obsessed with her because she's obsessed with herself too. That's what the song is about. And I'm like, you know, Britney wouldn't do that. That's not a Britney song. I was like, this is a whole, this is a whole Gen Z thing, though. It's like, we're so good, we're so great. But, you know, I'll go on the journey. I'll go on the pop journey. But she's no Harry Styles. Oof, I love it. And one other thing about pop stars, musicians, something that I love to hear about is that Lizzo got drunk and DM'd Chris Evans. And God, do I love that. God, do I love that. And Chris Evans, I think he's in, he's in Massachusetts. That's where he lives. Uh, and I think that, uh, that he should get on a plane and just go and have a time with Lizzo, like romance her. Chris Evans, we need that. We need that so badly. You need that, Chris Evans. Uh, but he responded. It was great. I was just like, yes, Lizzo is all of us. I once grabbed Chris Evans' face in a club. I did. I went up to him and I was like, listen, I got to go because I got to teach preschool in the morning. But I just need you to know that you are apple pie. You are just, you are, you are American. You are an American hottie. 
and he laughed so hard. He was great. He actually like he leaned back and laughed so hard and was looking at me and he was like, who is this person? Once again, I do believe my brand might be Wholesome Psychotic and that might have been its debut. What was I thinking? I was like, I got to go teach preschool in the morning. But first, let me tell you a couple of things. Oh, guys. Wow. Oh, here's something. My birthday was on Friday. My husband took me to lunch in Malibu. It was so beautiful. We sat with our toes in the sand, a lovely lunch. We sit down. I get myself a nice crisp glass of Sauvignon Blanc and a bird shit on my face. But that is good luck. But you guys, a bird shit on my face. Didn't hit my husband. Didn't hit anyone else around me. It just plopped on me. And it was while my husband was looking lovingly into my eyes. And man, the look on his face, (laughs) I just, (laughs) I was like, you know, this is what happens when you're married to me. But he looked at me and he said, Jennifer. And I said, yeah, it's bird poop because I felt it splat, you know, and it's like that very specific splat. But luckily it was not the poop of a seagull, which is just disgusting and just big and, you know, unruly. This was a very gentle light a tiny bird flew past and just it was like boop right on my right on my cheek so now I have seven years good luck and I'm really excited about that (laughs) okay on today's show I have two wonderful guys on the show, Jake Anthony and Matt Marr. They are the hosts of Reality Gaze, uh, their podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. We had a great conversation because their focus is reality. We decided to get in there, the real nitty gritty of the making the video episodes, You Drive Me Crazy and Toxic. So I was like, let's get in there. And let's talk about the very first episode that Brittany did of making the video. And then was it the last of Toxic? But in the episode of Toxic, I mean, that that one is particularly interesting if you are a lover of Britney Spears and to go and revisit it because she sits down and she revisits all of her episodes on VHS in her tiny dressing room and she watches them and she freaks out. She, it's just too much for her to bear, to, to, to witness, to bear witness to things she used to say. I mean, gosh, we can all relate to that. Also, Brittany, this is when she was partying like crazy. And this is only days before she gets on a plane, goes to Las Vegas, goes on a bender and marries the guy from her hometown, Jason Alexander, not Seinfeld, Jason Alexander. Although that would have been just way better. You know, that would have been a way better story. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, I want to, I just almost said, I love and miss you all. And you know, I do. I've really enjoyed all of you reaching out on the hotline and leaving messages and also connecting with me on Instagram. It's at Jennifer Zaborowski. If you want to direct message me, I've just been having a time communicating with all of you and just receiving all of your, just gosh, like just hearing about your lives and knowing what you're up to and how you feel about Brittany. And I just love you guys. That's it. All right. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jake Anthony and Matt Marr. Sugar high, 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 
Hey guys, I always like to ask, who is Brittany to you? Ooh, this is a good mm. question. I'll let you start because I think my answer is different than yours. That made me emotional. <laughs> um, just the question. You know, just to give context, uh, I gradu- graduated high school in 97, graduated college Old. in 2000. Um, you're older, bitch. Um, 18 months. To, and I graduated college in 2002. So for me, I just want I feel like that's important to give that reference of. So for me, Brittany truly is about. It's so related to honestly my gayness. It's so related to this ability to um, be to be fabulous, to be sexual, to be a, someone from the South who's kicking the norms of what Southern people should be. I di- I don't know if you expected this deep of a conversation, but that is that truly is Britney Spears. I will go on record and say this: Britney Spears was part of my sexual awakening. I need to say it, it's, it's similar. I thought we were going to have different answers, but it seems like we had the same answer. Oh, really? Uh, also, 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 I need to say that uh, I don't know if you guys have picked it up yet, but you're talking to two uh, professional homosexuals. Well, the show is um, called Reality Gays. That is our yeah, But, you know, I just I don't know. You know, <laughs> so, I, so it could be called went, anything. Oh, my Lawrence. I think there's some gays <laughs> on Jen's show today. Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Who knew? I couldn't tell. Lawrence and Rhoda are big they, fans. They sounded so butch. Uh, butch. Um, sounded like Zero Mustel, you know, a real man. <laughs> That's the first and not the last Zero Mustel reference uh, that we'll probably hear. Um, no, I was going to say, who's Brittany to me? And I think I, I, I'm, I'm 18 months older than he is. I'm loath to say it. but um, And I remember when Baby One More Time came out uh in i think i was my freshman year um of college uh and i know a lot of younger gays grew up with her in high school which is a much more formative time middle I feel school like. uh, true <laughs> stop it stop it you evil thing but i i remember thinking oh this is kind of juvenile and it's fun and blah 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 but it didn't really do anything for me um however when other when I started seeing her have problems with the media and I was like, oh, this is deeper. This is interesting. And we're, we're going to be talking about it later. But when the song Toxic came out, um, like I'd, I'd follow her before then. I'm like, what's fun to dance with? Something changed in me the first time I heard the song Toxic. Save that story. Save <laughs> I will. It. I will. But no. I mean, and I, I think it's related to uh, sexuality, but something about. I'd always been like an alternative music person. I still am. Um, I'm a big, uh, like, basically I went to Lilith Fair twice. Uh, if I was, if I could be a lesbian, <laughs> I would be. Um, uh, because everything about lesbian music, I'm I, I'm the biggest fan. I went to Lilith Fair uh, one year and it was with my girlfriends. And, fr- and we went to, I went to a Catholic high school in upstate yeah. New York. And we just always wanted to have, have something to do. And I'm, uh, we have the Saratoga Performing Arts Center and it's this outdoor theater. And we were like, oh my God, there's a little fair. Okay, let's just get tickets and go. And we went and we were like, 
whoa, like we didn't know anything about it. And we're like, lesbians as far as the eye can see. As far as the eye can (laughs) see. And then also we were like, we feel so nurtured and welcome. Yeah. It was like, all of a sudden it was just a very different energy. And I was like, this is beautiful. Like we're outside Mm -hmm. and nature and like mother nature. And I heard Indigo Girls. And like the second I heard them harmonize, I was like, Oh my God, I love this. It like prepared me for Emerson, really. Like it was yeah, just like a total culture shock. But yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a different kind of thing. And I I think that Britney, like number one, I love deep conversations about Britney. Like I take her very seriously. Like I just think that there's something about all of these pop icons and who we connect to and why. And also like sometimes if there is a deeper connection, it's like, what was that? What was that moment in time? Like, even if you're not a Britney Spears fan, like she's been a part of the culture for now over 20 years. And I feel like she's also a mirror for what is happening in culture. So like, like in 2007, when she was shaving her head and 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 going through that really rough period, I feel like as a culture, we were really rooting for her to fail. And like, and, you know, people were writing her obituary in preparation for whatever was going to happen. And now, today, with the Free Britney movement, I think it's a reflection of the culture um, trying to like make things right. Like there's mm-hmm. right and there's wrong and yeah, there's no in between. And it's, it's also like, I think that might be stressing Brittany out. Like I think, cause I think about <laughs> her, I don't think I'm a Brittany expert. I'm, I feel like I'm a Brittany intuitive. Like I understand how she's feeling and I'm like, intuitive. I love it. I think we're putting too much pressure on her right now. I'm like, guys, she's also human. Like she might be, uh, just going through stuff. And yeah. as we all know, you never really know what's going on in someone's life. And like, what her challenges are and I'm just like I I think we we need to just like let up a little bit and just just like let her be a little bit I love that toxic was uh what what really did it for you in that moment oh yeah and also the her being like the sexual awakening like yeah me too because I went to Catholic high school I I was raised Catholic too yes yeah you see her in that uniform and I'm just like Woo, like even when I'm walking through the halls in, you know, my skirt and knee socks and I'm just, you know, having my own life, like my fantasy is to be like strong and powerful and like whipping down a hallway yes. and like, you know, being in my body and having that experience. She's just, mm-hmm. she's a magical creature. And probably the only time we saw that whole Catholic schoolgirl outfit prior, I'm not an expert in them, believe me, but but when I think about it, I only saw it in reference to pornography and it had like a shame on it. Yeah. Brittany, then I think that's where it's you kind of God, this makes me emotional. This like uh, I, I love it how you said enough. pornography, pornography <laughs> instead of porn. But I realized just in this conversation that that um, that idea of I think Brittany and this is why I think so many women and especially gay men relate to her is that she she broke apart the shame of being sexual. And I think women and gay men, especially in the 90s um, and late 80s, but of that generation, were dealing with so much shame about our sexuality. Um, I think that's the bond that a lot of women and gay men have is that we all, we have to work through this in different ways. I want to clarify how that's different than with Madonna. Um, Because Madonna really, uh, I think, 
Madonna did it before Britney, obviously. She did. But I think it's a very different kind because M- Madonna is very overt about it. And Britney takes this kind of winking way about it. Yeah. Um, so I think those that point needs to be brought out. But I think I think she soft pedaled it a lot more than you're saying, though. I don't think she knew, like I don't think she actively like Madonna no. set out to break yes. to, Brit- to to make sex yes. uh mainstream. Britney Spears is a small town girl from Louisiana. She had no idea, but that's yeah. why we're yeah. I think within the wink that you're speaking of is, is it what makes it so relatable? It's the universal experience of where, you know, I've been in my childhood bedroom looking for my power, looking for my sexual power, looking for, you know, what, what will that expression look like in my reality? And Brittany's it being, you know, in a high school, hallway or you know in the in the you drive me crazy video which we're also going to talk about you know she had this idea that it's a club and also uh dorky waitresses and it's like and it doesn't make any sense any at sense. All. <laughs> and yet i'm like oh so there isn't there there is always a piece of it with britney where again it doesn't make any sense at all and yet it makes the most sense out of anything I've ever experienced as a teenager or a young person in my own life and my like sexual life. I also, I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. You guys, Addison Ray, do you keep up on the young folk? Because I don't really, but lately people have been talking to me about her. Do you know who this person is? Addison Mm -hmm. Ray? No, I don't. I, okay. Poodle usually. I call Jake Poodle, by the way. Uh, many, I usually know. I more. usually I know, no but uh, so tell tell us about okay. her or him. Okay, so or they. <laughs> so this is this is my idea of of who she is. She's she started out on TikTok. She's the most, I think, the most followed person on TikTok. Oh and wow! She became famous by doing the dances, and you know, like the TikTok. Oh, face. I do. I have seen about her. Yes, I have. I've seen that. Yeah. And it's like the TikTok dance face where it's like sticking your tongue out and like winking mm-hmm. a lot. And like your face always looks like kind of sideways, but you're trying to be like, you know, sexy, but with a wink. The thing is, it's like, I think that they're all trying to be Britney. So now Addison Ray has become so, so famous. She has like, I don't know, millions and millions of followers on TikTok and Instagram. And so Hollywood is like giving her her big shot and she's going to be the star of the reboot for um, She's All That. And so it's like, can she carry a movie? They're, you know, they always like try, like, I think to give like YouTubers or, you know, TikTokers, Vine stars, like there's always like a few that get like the big shot in Hollywood. And then it's mm-hmm. like, let's see if they can do it and so you know we will find out but she's also releasing an album so it's like of course okay so we're gonna see if she's a singer do we know if she can sing or act or any of that she can just move her body in little tiktok ways yes we know that she's a mover she's that she's a dancer not 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 as much of a dancer more of a mover she's as we more- say in the auditioning world yeah quite more of a mover and i listened to her single and watched her uh, perform on the Jimmy Fallon show and her song is called obsessed and the lyrics are something like this guy's obsessed with me but I'm obsessed with me too 
It's like the most 2021 song of all time. Wow. Because wow. it's like, I'm obsessed. I'm, I, of course, you're obsessed with me because I'm so fabulous. It's like such a Gen <sighs> Zer uh, point of view. And she, she's, once I saw her in a music video setting or in this like live performance setting, I was like, oh, she's not Britney. Like this, yeah. this bitch is sexy and she, she can move and she's like all this and that. But I was like, oh, she's just not. Britney level. Britney is a star and Britney is a perf- like I Britney is she's a very ta- she's not only is she talented but y'all forget that like she's part of that like kid group that like were Mickey Mouse fucking, Club. fucking workhorses. Yeah. That put in so it's like what Malcolm boy I didn't think I was going to bring up Malcolm Gladwell and at his book <laughs> Outliers on this podcast but he, where he talks about you put in the 10,000 hours of work before you're an expert in that. Britney put in the 10,000 plus hours in that. And and also, too, I think that this might make Poodle come unglued. He might totally disagree with me because I'm glad that he brought up Madonna. Um, and I think with other kind of gay icons, I think probably when I think of Britney Spears is probably the closest to what like gays in the 60s and 70s had with Judy Garland, I think. And I think it's because Britney has vulnerability like not only is she a star but she brings like madonna's not vulnerable like that's fair Mar- mariah carey's not they're all like i'm divas whitney i'm fabulous britney is i'm like she's like i'm britney bitch and i've and got it's, problems it's, it's, and yeah. i've got problems and it's a very yeah. different way of relating but i think that's what makes that's what you just talked about with this Addison Ray. She doesn't seem human. She just seems like a moving robot. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to you and say they can maybe have the same symbol, but she's no (laughs) Judy Garland. Now now, it could be the kids who grew up with her in middle school or even earlier. They might have that. I Um, think for them. Yeah. But there's a different there's there's not that there's not that innate sadness that Julie that Judy Garland possessed that every gay man in the 50s and 60s launched in because that was their life at the time. Um, yes, yeah. But is, Jake the, is Judy your number one. Um, of of all time, probably. Yeah, she's mine, yeah. too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. we're old. We're kind of like even though we're not that old, we're kind of like I'm like an 88 year old gay man. I used to watch uh, like like. Yeah. My favorite night is just watching like there's this channel on TV called Decades and they <laughs> that and like me TV like because I was like a gay club that. I went to decades <laughs> decades uh, <laughs> I love I mean Bev Midler is is oh, kind of my my original like wh- where when I discovered her as a kid I just fell in love with her and and now that I know so much more about her and I go back and watch um, so many of her live shows and seeing her do her thing. She has she has a show called Live at Last, and I have it on vinyl. I watch the clips on YouTube. It's amazing. She's in her 30s at the time, and she's just like she's just everything. I like, saw I her like her so 10 much. years ago, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen on stage, period. Really? 10 years yeah. ago you saw and her? And so she was like, what? She was like 60 then. Yeah. yeah. And it was, she sounded incredible. She was singing live. She yeah. danced incredible. It was one of the best. I, I saw the bootleg of, I didn't see it live because shh, I saw the bootleg of Hello Dolly uh, with her and Hello Dolly. And she was incredible. She was absolutely incredible. I want to see that. Her you send that to me. Was I think I've still got it. I'll, I'll take her around. Um, Will you uh, send that to me too? Can you email <laughs> that to me? Bake, I've yeah, I've, I've it. got it. 
please oh, make so sure please so make good. sure you look through your downloads and you send hello dolly sure. and not hello dylan hello because that's a different <laughs> different movie i don't want jen to see hello dildo uh <laughs> that's uh it's that's a so different, nice to have you right where you belong <laughs> in my butt it's a different story <laughs> how do you guys feel about renee zellweger's performance and and the movie um the performance was for me she did pretty well i was just happy to see a judy garland movie the voice didn't really do it for me obviously you're that's just never going to happen so i love i lowered the bar really far um I, agree. I liked the movie. I, I liked a lot of the style of the movie. I was kind of a, upset that, and I, know, I think this was the film's intent, it focused on such a small window mm-hmm. um, that I wanted just a little more, but I understand what they were trying to do uh, because I think there's times in Judy Garland's life when when uh, she did feel optimistic. And she That's did what I was feel, about to say, yeah. yes. She was ex- they didn't, Judy was extremes. Yeah, almost extreme joy, extreme sadness, and I yeah. felt like that was a sad movie. More about the sad Judy, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, her last days for sure. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Yeah, the sixties, mid sixties were rough. Our ultimate Judy Garland movie is uh, Judy Garland, Me and My Shadows. The oh, TV with, movie Judy, with Davis. Judy Davis. If you've never seen that, Jen, it's you can probably find it on like it was a Lifetime original. It's uh, it was uh, like two or three parts. It was written by Lorna Love, me and my Judy's shadow. daughter. It is. Writing her it port- down right now. <laughs> her her portrayal of Judy Garland, you will even more than Renee. You will absolutely believe you are watching and hearing and seeing Judy Garland. And it's a little drag queeny at times, but it doesn't matter because she's and they have an act. That's all. It's obviously it's gone from early early life. So you have someone playing her at a very young age. Um, and I want to say it's a, like a two part mini series or something. Oh, like that's that. what we need. We need it. Yeah. We need a two part mini series, if yeah. not yeah. three. Okay, let's jump into talking about these making the video episodes. <laughs> okay, can I just say before we start, uh, I forgot how much I enjoyed MTV. Uh, I also yes. forgot how many fucking commercials. <laughs> Because this was 18 minutes of airtime. That's what I thought. I was like, this isn't right. This and they probably, and this was probably an hour. <laughs> yep. And yep. they, uh, I just thought it was hysterical. Uh, anyway, so that's what I want to say. I miss those MTV, like Noxima ads and the way they would deluge us with like seven minutes of commercials. And you had to watch because there was nothing else. And remember when videos were were premiered like on shows like that or I was thinking about the Michael Jackson video Black or White that premiered on network television after The Simpsons. Yes. Did you ever watch that Maddie? Yes. Yeah. And it was a huge deal and he, he was destroying the car and I was sitting there with my family watching Michael Jackson destroy a car and I'm like this feels weird. <laughs> but our, we don't have that anymore. There's no must see TV. So it drives me crazy. I t- it drives me crazy. It drives um, me crazy. I talk about it all the time is like the loss of monoculture where there was like mm-hmm. everyone was watching this one thing. Everyone knew who these people are. It's like Addison Ray. You guys are like, I don't know who that is. She's like 60 yeah. million followers. It's like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, 
how how what, what happened to us you guys what yeah. i love like when we had like our you know our our true idols it was like yeah. the greatest it was just the greatest time these both of these episodes we chose you drive me crazy and toxic and i think that this is uh you know really showing the change of britney oh yeah yeah so totally. it's like she starts out super innocent in the making the video you drive me crazy episode and then we're into toxic where this is literally days before in the toxic video days before she goes to vegas and marries the guy from her hometown in (gasps) in vegas and like days before so basically britney is about to go on a bender in vegas marry this guy and like and then come back from that then go out on tour and meet Kevin Federline. You know, oh, I forgot about that first guy. That all I totally happened. forgot. Jason something? Jason Alexander, but not from Seinfeld. <laughs> not from Seinfeld. <laughs> if that happened, that would be incredible. Um, uh, for, you know, wow. Do you, I was in an elevator once with Kevin Federline. I hate to say that he was attractive. Oh, you should. He has wolf eyes. This is what happened to Britney. I mean, he she was, does have wolf eyes. He she does. was digmatized for sure. Like yeah. he, yeah, he sure. had something. He could move. He was tall. Like he's tall. He's he is know, tall. I looked up like, at him, and I'm six foot. Yeah, he's like naughty. You know, he had like yeah. the bad boy thing going on. Okay, but first, let me just get like first thoughts on the "You Drive Me Crazy." For me, I, this is very uh, actor meta. I live in LA. I forgot how much as a kid extreme zoom in and extreme zoom out excited me. And now as an adult, it just made my head hurt. Like it's so much just wham, wham. And it's, I, I, I know that sounds silly, but that was one of the first things that I thought of, but this, but crazy made me, um, it, it made me excited excited it also made it was bittersweet it made me sad because we were watching someone as you said earlier jen she didn't know she didn't know what was going to happen to her life she had no idea and now that like we've seen the documentary and she's had the handler and all that kind of stuff and you kind of know a little bit back you're like this as a little kid who liked to perform it was like whoa this could have been any of us a lot of us Mm -hmm. put judgment on britney this could have been any of us. Absolutely. Even at the beginning, Nigel says, we don't want to overwhelm her. She could literally run herself into the ground if we're not careful. And this is when she was 16. 16. Yeah. I wrote that down when they said when she was looking, she was 16 at the time. And what were you doing at 16? (laughs) Uh, I was doing piano competitions and reading poetry and trying to think about what my future wife would be like. (laughs) Um, <laughs> if she would wear pants at our wedding, um, <laughs> what were you I, doing at 16, Jen? What was I? Do? I was, you know, smoking cigarettes in uh, my mom's <sighs> Jeep Cherokee while, you know, cruising, you know, around Albany, New York, um, and with my best friends, Megan and Nicole, and just trying to find boys to make out with like i don't know those are such basic white girl names megan and nicole (laughs) you will not find anyone more basic than me like you have found you have found (laughs) the basic bitch right here nothing more than an iced coffee like 
oh yeah, I was a cheerleader. Like, you know, I just want to go out and buy wildflowers and then uh, watch a and, Lifetime movie at night. And have your Kim Crawford wine. And yes. yeah, yes. yeah. Hey, there's no shame in the game. Um, no shame. But, but we have our Facebook group that called the Sissy Squad. They're all Kim Crawford wine, loving uh, charcuterie board, loving ladies mostly. Same. But, yeah. That's, well, it's just so like, think about, I mean, that's what made me think about what I was doing when I was 16. And this is what she was doing. Well, like, she didn't have a childhood. Just, she didn't have yeah, a childhood. So we, we had childhoods, although I'm, I would like to say I just emerged fully formed. Um, well, but being on the Mickey Mouse but, Club, yes, that's a big deal. But that's like, you're on a set and you're with other people your age. Like, it feels kind of like school, I imagine. Like, I mean, but this is like, I was just seeing a how sexualized she was at 16, mm -hmm. how all these people around her were sexual. And then also just as someone that's been on shoots, I, I remember when I first started like doing commercial work and comedy and stuff and being on sets at, at like 24, 28 and being kind of overwhelmed by, wow, this is so big and da, 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 and can't even imagine at 16 years old, this was, this was, this video was so expensive to make. Yes, yeah, 1999. And she was, and remember, this is, she was on tour with these dancers and these dancers who are in their 20s. So can you imagine what you learn from dancers when you're 16? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A couple of things stood, up to, stood out to me. One, that she came up with the concept and that, like we said before, that she wanted it to be in a club, but also they would be dorky waitresses because it is like very industrial. They're an industrial part of town. Like yeah, it's like a soundstage. Yeah. yeah, it's an underground club, but a 1950s diner, you know, is the. But is it sounds stupid. But when you're 16 years old, you say shit like that. Also, yeah, that would be the fantasy. Something that seems yeah. like a club, but also you can get a milkshake. I don't know. Because when she said like it, I, to me. 
<laughs> yeah, when she said it, I was like, oh my God, Brittany. And then, it's, but later when we saw Toxic and she talks about she was 16 years old when Drive Me Crazy came out, I went, oh, well, that all makes sense. I think, yeah. And I think this was a good pairing to see her uh, in Toxic looking, which we'll talk about in a second, but looking at all of her making the videos. And, but and I think it was really interesting. I was, when you guys were talking about um, her ideas, I think it's all instinctual. And the good, maybe, maybe, maybe there was some good parenting done. I don't know from Lynn or Jamie where they didn't discourage, they didn't call her ideas dumb. Like a lot of us growing up, uh, I remember mother said, that is just silly, Jacob, come on. And, or I, we were told that as, as children. So maybe, maybe they nurtured her being able to say things and express herself in a way that even things that might've been a little bit off kilter or not really work together, maybe she was able to do that. And she really asked for what she needed and also what she wanted. Now it wasn't always given to her, but at one point, I mean, this is one of my favorite lines of Britney dialogue that she's just ever given us period. When she says to the choreographer, Darren, also who created Darren's dance grooves, let's not forget. He was oh, like, yes. Oh, yes. he was ahead of the ahead of the times because, you know, now everyone's having to promote themselves in all these different ways. And 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 he made those dance videos like good yeah. for him. Um, but when she when he keeps changing the choreography and she's like, can we not? She's like, I just got so much choreography on my head. I got so much choreography <laughs> in my head. I can't do it. And she asked him and she was like, can we not do that? Like, I don't want to change it. And he was like, well, it's just it's not going to work. So, like, let's step through it. But she asked for what she yep. wanted. wanted and to be 16 and to and not just, you know, do what everyone asked of her, I thought was amazing from the very yeah. beginning. That was a huge, that was a huge thing for me too, because I, I would never have done that as someone I work in musical theater all the time. And I, you watch, you watch choreographers change stuff before opening and all the actors are freaked out, but you would never have someone change something before opening night or right before you're going to go on stage. So of course, now this is for, this is for film. This is for filming something. And that happens all the time. Because the director was sitting there and it didn't work in the space. Now or it didn't look, it didn't read on camera. Yeah. I will feel like if they would make this show, if it was made now, it would be way more dramatic. Oh, like it would yeah. have been way more if Darren would say to the camera, that choreography's not gonna work. And Darren would have to, and the director would have to freak out. Darren and him would have to have a fight. And then he would say, we've got to go talk to Brittany and then commercial. Like yeah. it would be so much more drawn. And I kind of enjoyed that we, I forgot MTV really gave us true reality of a situation instead of this faked heightened yeah. reality. Well, that's I guarantee now. you, I guarantee you there was a fight. They were, they showed a little bit from Darren the, and the director, Nigel. I guarantee you there was more words than was had. I I absolutely agree. Also, when Darren yeah. at one point, he's like, I Nigel just keeps talking. And Darren's like, I got it. I got it. And keeps trying to give him a high five. <laughs> high five. Nigel won't do it. And finally, he's like, all right, I tried to give you a high it's five. It's like, all right, bitch. I'm yeah. out of here. I thought that was just amazing. Also, Nigel is such a complainer. He is yeah. such a fucking pissy complainer i was just when he was like i had a bad breakfast i didn't sleep well i didn't sleep well, nah, nah, well nah. Like, he's oh, british 
All you have to do is sit there and just like, I mean, I mean, yes, he gave us an iconic music video and I'm very grateful for that. But I mean, he really acts like he is I'm gonna, the star. I'm going to book report this for you. Uh, uh, Nigel is a miserable person. <laughs> I can only imagine what working with him is like. Uh, the choreographer, Darren, really suffered him of, of saying, you know, he does this choreography Nigel, who knows nothing about any of this and says, you know, my choreographic skills aren't very, very honed, but I'm going to still put my opinion on it. And it's kind of like how I'll, I'll work when I'm working in theater and I'll see directors saying, yeah, the choreography is good. But it's not popping. How can we fix that? And it's like, so what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Oh, it's not really good. Do it better. Yeah, it's that poor when each whenever you are trying to um, when you when you have your skill set and you're trying to comment on someone else's skill set without their terms, it is the makings of a fight. And one person is always going to feel worse. Uh, that so is you have to be so, very careful. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. And it is interesting to watch Brittany a director and the choreographer, because those are really the three most important people mm -hmm. when you're dealing with like a Britney music video. So like their collaboration is very important and thinking about the, the, the trio. So we had Darren, Nigel and Britney for you drive me crazy. And then we had Britney, Joseph Kahn and Brian Friedman, who has become a star on. So you think you can dance and many other things. Yeah. Yes, it's, I mean, it's just really interesting. Okay, wait, let's move over to Toxic for a second. And <laughs> I, ju I just have to say one thing, Jen. Please. Raise your hand on this Zoom if you had sex at Madeline Clark Studios where <laughs> Brittany rehearsed. I've never had sex there, but I've been there a lot and I have <laughs> flirted a lot. I've I've lived at Madeline Clark Studios. I've been not as much as Poodle, but we've rehearsed there. We rehearsed at the really? Madeline Clark. Yes, yeah. Madeline Clark Studios. Sorry, is this is a, so LA, but we have a to talk about it. Lovely part of North Hollywood, basically down the corner it. from uh, the gay sex spa. The um, gay sex spa, and down the corner from the liquor store that's in Clueless <laughs> Circus Liquor. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's and Madeline Clark. There's a huge like carriage right outside a of it. Cinderella like Cinderella style. And Madeline Clark is an actual woman. But it's rusted. Was, yeah. It's like it's it ugh. is it is of uh, the rehearsal studios. There used to be Debbie Reynolds dance. This is getting really inside baseball, but Debbie Reynolds was it was just like roaches and it was awful. Madeline Clark was the other, but now there are a lot more dance studios and Madeline Clark doesn't really get them as much. So that's why you saw it like 1999, 2000. When that's it's the prime. only place they had. That's the only place they had. But I think yeah. it's important to bring it up because when we're talking about Toxic, like where they rehearse now for Toxic, it's like, it's so much it's like nicer. a downtown loft space. It's like a downtown loft <laughs> that wasn't even dance space that they probably rented and converted to a dance space mm -hmm. because Brittany would like the lighting better. Yeah. Oh, see, I love this. I love when I can, like, where there's a map of the city and I can find out mm -hmm. all the places yeah. that Brittany went and that it wasn't. I did an audition for a workout video that I produced called Butt Camp, which was just <laughs> three hot guys doing butt exercises. And it was just me it's and my director. as it sounds. Me and my director just sitting there in Madeline Clark Studios, probably in the same room, watching guys take off their pants and do butt exercises in their underwear. <laughs> it's probably in the same room that Brittany rehearsed yeah. for You Drive Me Crazy. Oh, yeah. and my those God. Rooms, 
those rooms smell of dancers. I smell of like dancers. it's yeah. really bad. Yeah. Like doesn't matter when you're rehearsing, you smell mm-hmm. like old Capizios and sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they were just living it. Taint. Mm-hmm. So right <laughs> oh, to taint. Right now, I would just love to be up in there. Like that would be a dream after the year we've had. I know that it smells terrible and God knows what's happened in all those rooms, but like I I could do that right now. Like we will I go like on a Britney bring me joy. We will go on a Britney tour with you when you come to LA, when the world come to LA and Poodle and I will take you because we live right in the middle of Los Angeles and we'll I'm go. In LA. I'm in She's LA. In LA. Yeah. But you're in New York though. No, no, no. I'm from upstate New York. But I, oh, I live okay. in LA. I was confused because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Jen, what I thought. She's, she's the cow's tail. She's always mm. behind. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Well, never mind. We'll, well, we can still go to places. But no, well, I also need, well, I can't wait for that. I'm also uh, going to go on a tour with my friend Theodore of all my, all the, like the, the, the Britney places. So maybe I can add this dance studio. To Madeline the Clark studio. You it's have Bur- to add Madeline Clark. Burbank yeah. and Vineland in North Hollywood. I can't wait. I'm headed there's there. A, you guys are headed a, there this week. <laughs> there's a fat burger right across the street. There's a great little Lebanese place there too. Um, I, I work there. I always do musical theater there as well. So it's I, I know the area very well. Just don't be there after dark. <laughs> but Get if your friend if your friend Theo is a homosexual, tell him to open up his scruff and woo, I poppy. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> You'll a see a lot. lot of lot. cute Latina men there. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, okay. Sorry, now so, we can talk about talk. I just now we can talk. You. No, thank you, thank you. So, okay, toxic. This is directed by Joseph Kahn, which I enjoyed his energy more. He's like very like it's a lighter energy. However, yeah, it did get a little pervy a couple times, but I didn't think it crossed the line. But it just stood out to me because he says a couple things like there's going to be a closed set because Britney's naked and he's like you guys can't come in lucky us though huh and we get we get to see britney naked all these grips that (laughs) was a little weird not things he would say now and then another part where he said uh can we do that change the angle again i want to see more britney butt and i went but granted she's like she's what how old is she when toxic came she's like late 20s now right no she's 24 yeah, but still, she's lived a life. Yeah, and but it's like he's basically telling, yeah, Saul, get that, get the boom over there, get get that camera right on her nipple. <laughs> All right, boss. It's yeah, it's it's just it's disturbing. I would I can only imagine how they treated her and her body uh, in in that session. I'm sure she was probably trying to be game with them, but she was naked except for diamonds. Now Which it is was how her, I hope to be buried. <laughs> <laughs> now it was her idea. And at this time, this is like prime Britney, like party girl. Like she was, yeah. she was like really like partying big time during this whole, yeah. the, you know, lots of drugs. Yeah. Lots, lots allegedly. Yeah. Yes. But. Yes. For sure. Guys, can we talk about how mean everyone was to the actor in the airplane that she makes <laughs> out with? They're like, they're like, yeah, so nerdy guy's going to come over here. Yeah, he's a fucking troll. We know. Yeah, don't even talk to him. Don't even look at him. Um, if you don't want to touch him, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, I just want to say nerdy guy now that I'm watching it. I went, I oh, would have banged him. This is the type of guy that will message me on Scruff. 
Yeah, I kind of would have. I kind of would have banged him because like, you know what? He's going to be really grateful. He's going to yes. be really grateful, and he's he actually is still he's a cute guy. He's just got a little pudge, but so do I. They and were we, treating him like garbage, like he was Quasimodo on this plane. And also, then they brought in the the blonde guy, and I was like, Ugh, like who was what? coked out to the yeah. gods, douchey as he could be. I was just like, I would much, who do you think would be a, a more generous lover? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Quote unquote, nerdy guy. Nerdy guy, yeah. In a second. And they kept being like, pretend it's the other guy. Like when yeah, she pretend was it's the other guy. Yeah. I would, don't, don't, so don't look at Sloth him. from Goonies. Yeah. Are <laughs> you die. <laughs> and they were just, they were literally talking about him. Like it was like, he was right there. And it they was were saying, horrible. yeah, disgusting, nerdy guy. Brittany, think about somebody else. But Just, you know what? You only have to do it once. <laughs> That's also production. Like, I remember, again, I, 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 this is my age. Where When I was watching this before, I related to Brittany. And now, watching it now, I did relate to nerdy guy. Because I remember doing a commercial once where I had to be in my underwear and standing in front of executives just talking about my junk. But literally saying, like, no, it needs to look more like this. No, more like this. And then I remember one woman said, can we just make him look like a Ken doll? I don't want to see it. And I'm just standing there for like 30 minutes. And so that's footage of this. This is just part of I need to replay that. (laughs) Jake will play that at my funeral. And now my tribute to Maddie. I've I've tried to draw on you like they did on Nip Tuck where I want the plastic surgeon to fix, but you won't (laughs) let me do it. I won't. But so anyway, I definitely, yeah, it poor... Poor, poor nerdy guy. Now, I mean, it it did. But now it did feel, though, having a more youthful director kind of like just I mean, wasn't this video? Didn't this video win a Grammy? You mean, this, I, you mean VMA? Music, or, no, I think this music video won a Grammy. Well, the, can, the song won a the song won a Grammy. The song won a Grammy. The song, the song, did, song, yeah. won, a, the song won a Grammy. And I mean, okay. some people say this is like Britney's greatest hit. I, and I think it's her greatest video. I mean, I think it's it's, it's, it's her greatest video. Yeah, it's, it's the most it's the most cinematic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Joseph Kahn, they did a lot of videos together, and I think that you know she really she really vibed with him, and like they had like a they had a good thing going, and he is like very positive, and I feel like he like he speaks more of Britney's language. Yes, um, that's a good way of saying it. And at one point though, I love it. She you see her driving a golf cart with all of her dancers and she scoots by. And I love that she's driving because I don't know if you guys know this, but Brittany's not allowed to drive a car under her conservatorship. Like she's straight up oh, not allowed God. to drive. And I have this whole thing about how she loves to drive and like I have all these sound clips of her talking about her love of driving. And so when she went by in that golf cart, I was like, oh there she goes. God, she just loves driving anything. She loves she being loves behind driving. any kind of wheel. She likes being in control. And I mean, this was the same thing where she said she came up with this concept for the music video. And Joseph Kahn was like, yeah. And when Joseph Kahn says, you know, this is angry, Britney. He's like, this isn't sweet, Britney. This isn't. And she came up with this idea. And he was like, we're just going to let her like do her thing. I just love that she came up with the idea. Like, And she's like. So this guy who he wasn't really nice to me, um, uh, he's cheating on me with this other girl and I'm going to steal poison. I'm going to murder him <laughs> and, and we're going to murder him in the video. And there is no happy ending. I actually kill him by poisoning him. By poison. 
And there's characters and there's obstacles and there's cool <laughs> stuff. And Tyson Beckford shirtless for some reason. God, oh, wait, I, I know the it. reason. I forgot about talk, talk about my sexual awakening. Ooh. Oh, I know. He w- uh, remember when you saw him and it was just like, wh- who is this? Who oh, is this yes. person sculpted oh. out of metal? Yes. And yep. such a difference between Tyson Beckford and that douchey blonde guy where you're like, oh, here's Ugh. a star. You're like, oh, Tyson Beckford, yeah. this makes sense that you're going to go on to be in so many movies and like yes. go be a massive star where but, we'll know your name yeah. because you just you've got it going on it was well great. there 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 was a star in drive me crazy that we forgot to mention mm. uh melissa no. joan hart yeah <laughs> not yeah. adrian garnier or whatever however you say his yeah. name Rin- Rinier. Rinier. Yeah. yes yes but yeah, Melissa yes. Joan Hart. I mean, yeah, Brittany brought out all the stars, you guys. She really that was when she, that was when she was a movie star, y'all. That was when Melissa Joan Hart. Drive Me Crazy was a big a, movie, right? I know. A movie star. Yeah. A movie she was a movie star. star. She was it was Clarissa Explains It All, then Sabrina. I love that show. And then she became a movie star. She got, and, I mean, and that movie did well too. Guys, did you catch when Brittany said the R word? That was rough. I know. She did say that. Yeah, yeah, we don't say that anymore. And that I was mean, even in the that was even in the toxic video where where right that was yeah, yeah she was like yeah. she was watching the older videos and she said I looked R word yeah and she, or she says I was the R word and it's so it's just a it that makes was, you what, do feel 2000, better. Uh, four two thousand and four. Yeah, four was this video. Um, huh. Yeah, I just moved to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, you you hadn't moved there yet. So I had, but I remember when I heard Toxic on the radio, I called you. Uh, okay, that, that was like a moment where I was like, he, "Oh my god, this song he, blew me away." Oh, he, I, I listened to it. I oh. must have listened to it. That's why when you said I want to talk about Toxic, I'm like, I must have listened Y'all. to it. I heard it, and then I bought this. I think I I bought the album, and I listened, of course, on CD. The album is fantastic. The album is very good. Poodle called me in a state. I was driving and around my com- my apartment complex, paces crossing, um, and going over speed in, bumps. And I answered that I'm like, "Hello," and he's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what?" And he just was like, "Oh, I can't breathe." I'm like, I "What was, are you talking I, about? I'm exhausted." And I'm like, "What are you going on about?" <laughs> I was changed after. Th- There's something about that song that made me feel really like dangerous. Uh, and and I can't tell you how many times I made out with guys on the dance floor to that song. Oh, I love oh. that. I love that. That well, brings me so much joy for you. I just, yeah. oh God, it's a great song. Well, and then I, he told me about it. And then I lived with the uh, uh, our roommate. We called her, I was my roommate. And then when Jake moved, Jake and I were roommates in Los Angeles. And so when he moved out, with the three of us were all roommates for like five, six years. But we called her sissy. But we both, she and I both were like big, big Justin, big Britney fans as well. She's the same age as us, and so um, like she always will love Britney. Um, and so we're playing the song, and then she had to go do like an improv show in or- Orange County, and I was by myself I in my that. about in my apartment in in Palms, which is like where everybody moves to L.A. It's like this little <laughs> suburb by the four or five. Who has the no 10. money. Who has no money. That's where you live on Palms. And in this apartment that we're pretty sure now had mold and made us sick all the time. But anyway, I'm living in Palms and I'm listening to this video. And you got to understand, too, as a gay kid in the South, even when we went to school at North Texas, I came out in college. But like, first of all, there were no apps. 
There was no grind. There was none of this. And secondly, there was gay.com and you didn't know who or was a be Yahoo on there. chat room. And secondly, you we just weren't sex positive. You didn't in the South, even coming out in Texas, you didn't do those things. But I was yeah. And I was listening to toxic and I was just dancing around my room. I was folding laundry. And that just song that song made me I was listening to toxic and breathe on me. But then that toxic song made me so horny that I told myself (laughs) I'm going to go have sex tonight. And I went out to West Hollywood by myself and went to Rage, RIP, which is now closed, went to Rage. And I made out with like four different guys that night, two of them at the same time on the dance floor. And I didn't have sex, but I did get strep throat. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yes. Yet, yet, so another, yet, a, to us. yet another piece of evidence in your terrible taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it it felt like that was very freeing, and it yes. was just uh, that album and Blackout to me. Oh, uh, that's a good Blackout album. did something. I will say this: Blackout is my favorite Britney Spears album. You're not and alone. You're not alone. I, it's Many my people favorite, agree. Favorite album, and I don't know why. Uh, but it's it, every single track on that album does something. To that me. song, it feels like a. This is very meta, like music major nerd. Blackout feels like a song cycle. It's like every song connects <laughs> really well yeah. to the next in the album. So I actually kind of agree with you. I think Blackout's her best work. Yeah. And don't you guys think that Blackout, the sound of it, the the it was a a turn in pop music, and then a lot of other artists kind of adapted to that style of pop music where yeah. it wasn't about the big bridge, like in a Katy Perry song or in pop music before that, it's just kind of where it is. Like what you were saying, how it connects, but yeah. it just kind of keeps going. It's yeah. like, it is, it is a vibe that goes. It was about like med- it's about and It's grooves. almost meditational. It's almost yeah. like putting you in a space of like yeah. Zen. It's and, also, yeah. it's also kind of got EDM kind of grooves to yeah. it. And it's also really nerd, dark, really dark sense, uh, synths that you don't usually see in that kind of in pop music like that. But it and it kind of had a little bit of R and B in there. Um, it's it's my favorite of all her albums for that reason. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like that after that album, then a little bit later was more like what Selena Gomez was doing, yeah. and then and then now like the next iteration of that is like the Billie Eilish version of that. Oh yeah. Like from blackout to Billie Eilish. Like, I feel like those really connect like that, that Britney kind of set the tone. Like, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, so Billie Eilish could, uh, blackout had to walk. So Billie Eilish could run there. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We got there. We got there. You nailed it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, I know, kind like, of agree. Yeah, and, they're very similar. You know how when um Ryan Adams is it Ryan Adams or Brian Adams? The the Brian like you know it's true. Which okay, one? So no, so no, the other guy, so Ryan, Ryan Adams. So Ryan oh, okay. Adams. Who, I, he, I love you, New York. That song. Yeah. When he he uh, recorded Taylor Swift's nineteen. Was yes, it, yes, yes. Yeah, he did yeah, her album. Yes, mm-hmm. he did her album. And I feel like Billie Eilish should just cover Blackout. That is an amazing idea, and I would pay a lot of money for it because I'm a big fan of hers. I feel like that could be a really yeah. fun, like, 
just a fun night. She could do one she night. She would totally do it. it. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch so. if, if you guys haven't seen it's a it's a it's a, it's a very friendly documentary for her, but there's a documentary I think um out right now about her and how she came and she's just she's just a girl and her her brother Phineas they were raised in uh in uh Mount Washington they were just homeschooled normal kids and didn't they make the album like in her closet yeah I saw her on CBS this morning yeah that's amazing I, I, I I'm a huge fan of hers yeah she's Love. just a regular kid She's I don't. Regular I love her music. Trying to make pop music, you know. Yeah. I don't. I like her voice, but I hate her voice because now everybody's emulating her voice, and I'm kind of that, sick of that type that of is, singing. That is a problem. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have that kind of angst turmoil that Billie Eilish has when she sings, it just sounds like you have uh, frogs in your stomach. Yeah, well, I well, I agree with you there. Well, it's kind of. It's- Kind of like this Addison Ray of it all. Like the song, you're like, I get it. Okay, you're you're obsessed with yourself too. And she's like, I'm, I'm obsessed with me too. Part. You know, and it's like, la, la, la. and it's like she's trying to do her her version of Britney. I'm like, you can't if you're not actually Britney, you can't you yeah. can't do it. And say what you will about well, not everyone enjoys Britney's voice. Which I'm like, how can you talk shit on Britney's voice? She actually has, I think a lot of soul it's not necessarily about everyone being an amazing opera singer like you are no. but you know what i mean like you have to no. there's all different styles it's a really interesting pop voice and people have i i've kind of gone back and forth on it it's pretty manufactured but so are a lot of pop voices just i'm just speaking from a purely vocal point of view uh but they works for her and and Katy Perry's style is very different, and that works for her. That's a fuller pop style. Um, and someone who, who who am I always who am I always down on on the podcast? Because I'll often talk about great pop and and rock voices. And Britney Spears is never going to have like the greatest pop voice. It's always there's always going to be uh, there's always going to be people like. With with better with better voices, but she what she does with it is so much more interesting. Yeah, well, she's like not Ariana Christina Grande. Aguilera. Yeah. yeah, and and Ariana Grande has an amazing voice, but we all know she can't dance like Britney. She can't yeah. perform like Britney. There's not the same spark. I, yeah, it's 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 star quality. It really and that sounds and that I hate that term because it's not definable. And yet there are people, and we. Now that I know that all three of us, we've lived in LA. We've probably seen celeb. I've seen a bit of my amount of celebrities, and when you, you see them into the coffee bean, you're like, "Who is that? Oh, that person's a star." But I don't when know their you name see right now, someone but yeah. who has the star quality, you just you see it. And I've met sometimes very famous people, and it's like, oh, it's a yeah. whole different thing that you cannot describe. And Britney has that. <laughs> Talk About Britney is an Erios podcast. It is produced by Maria Blasucci. And if you need to talk about Britney, the We Need to Talk About Britney hotline is here. Just call 814-277-3277. Our phone lines are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
because sometimes you just need to talk about Britney. And next week, we have a real meeting of the minds. I sit down with the hosts of Britney's Graham, Tess Barker and Barbara Gray, to hear what they're up to after the Framing Britney Spears documentary. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.